Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And you know it is my absolute pleasure to bring you exciting guests that are gonna share some incredible information with you each week. And today, I have a very special guest for you. So today on the show, I'd like to welcome Chris Gronkowski, former NFL Dallas Cowboys fullback, CEO of Ice Shaker, and serial entrepreneur. In 2016, he decided to put his entrepreneurial skills to the test when he set out to create a protein shaker bottle, which I have one of, that would alleviate many of the issues he and other avid athletes athletes experience with standard protein shakers. Chris successfully appeared and received funding from the Shark Tank, specifically Mark Cuban. Chris, welcome to the show today. I like that intro. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sometimes when I give those intros, people are like, wait a minute, who are you talking about? <laughs> you know? So I like to start the show with a question. How did we get connected? How did we get connected? Well, uh, we had a mutual friend that was supposed to connect us. This is the not shout out. Uh, the, his name is uh, Trevor. <laughs> and um, you know, after months of, of trying to get connected, uh, it just didn't happen, I guess. Yeah. So, He's busy. I'm, I'm glad we were able to connect another way through Success North Dallas, which um, I will be able to speak at later uh, this year. So I'm super excited for it. We, well, and let's not forget Michelle Pearson with what, Why Texas. That's correct. Absolutely. And I don't know if you knew this or not. Michelle Pearson was the chief of staff at Success North Dallas when I first started volunteering there. I did not know that. She didn't tell me that. She trained me. And really? I, when she left, I took over chief of staff. I'm giving her a call this week. I'll talk to her this week. I'm, I got I to gotta hear more of this story. Yeah, and then, late, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, when Bill decided to resign, I got promoted to CEO. Congratulations. It's all about That's showing huge. up, right? Absolutely. Every day. At every day. So I love that. So I want tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey, because, I mean, you, you played for the Dallas Cowboys. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. that's um, like every kid's dream in Texas. Yeah, I, I mean, I never um, thought I'd even have that opportunity. I grew up in Buffalo, New York. I was the middle of five brothers. Um, the rest of my brothers were really big. Uh, you say that. I wish you could stand up right now <laughs> so people could see because you walked in. I'm like, hello. <laughs> so, uh, you know, being the smallest, the shortest, uh, probably the slowest, um, you know, it was a grind. It was kind of that underdog mentality for me. So. Uh, Watch my older brothers get scholarships to go play ball. Uh, watch my my brother that's two years older than me go on and get a full scholarship, Division One football. You know, high school quarterback, absolute beast, six six, two thirty five in high school, uh, being recruited by everyone to um, you know than me, and I had to find a way to get there. So, uh, first was offered to go Ivy League. I was actually committed to the University of Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. I uh, got into the Wharton Business School. My dad was super pumped. He was like, I finally have a kid that's going Ivy League. He was telling everyone. And um, at that time, you didn't get scholarship money. So if you wanted to go Ivy League, you were paying full dollar. It didn't mm. matter if you're playing sports. Uh, so I was kind of excited about it. But at the same time, 
I did want to play ball at the highest level, and um, I also didn't want to pay two hundred k to go to school. So <laughs> I got lucky. Last minute scholarship offer came in for me because a couple of guys at the University of Maryland were dropping out, couldn't make grades, uh, and I got this last minute offer. So I tell people all the time, I actually probably got in because of my grades more than my athletic ability at that point. Uh, so pretty cool. Um, ended up playing there, ended up transferring to Arizona, played ball there. And then um, for me, I had an opportunity to go undrafted to the Dallas Cowboys at that point. So uh, oh. cool situation. Um, never thought I'd even get a chance. But when you go undrafted, you get to pick the team you go to. And that's the only time you really get to pick what team you actually want to play for. Uh, so you chose them. So I chose them. Uh, I had a really good agent. He saw a really good opportunity for me there based on the players they currently had and the system they were running and my athletic ability and what he thought would fit. So he thought that would be the best fit for me and uh, went there and ended up making making the roster that year. That is insane. So how did you go from football player to entrepreneur? Yeah, so that's quite the transition as well. I mean, uh, well, it sounds like you had the brains for it. So, yeah, I mean, the whole goal for college was let's get the best degree that I could. Okay. Um, went to the University of Arizona. I was one of two football players in the business program. You had to actually apply to get into the, the Eller uh, Business School. So I got in, I figured let's get an accounting degree because I could at least be a CPA if I wanted I to. I did not know you had an accounting degree. Yeah, I don't know You know, know that's what I my did. first career really? was, was okay. in accounting. Yes, yeah, it, was, it, was it was a tough choice, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I could never imagine myself actually doing it, so I'm glad I didn't. But um, at that time, I was really good with numbers. Um, Back in high school, I missed one one question on the SAT for math. Wow. Uh, so kind of numbers always came easy for me. So I figured let's do accounting. So got into it kind of towards the end of my senior year. I'm like, there's no way I can sit at a desk all day and do this stuff. So, um, but figured at the end of the day, you know, it would be a good job if I had to fall back on it. So did that, uh, had that one shot in the NFL, took it, made it, ended up playing uh, three, three different teams, starting for three different teams, went into my fourth year, got hurt. And at that point, I had to transition. So mm. um, got super lucky because my wife, when you go from three teams, three different years, and you move three times, you find a way to not go for a job interview. So <laughs> she was like, I'm going to find a way to work from home. It ended up being an online Etsy shop uh, is what it started as, doing personalized gifts. And at that point, I realized there was something there. So uh, after my third year, my contract had ended. I was looking for a new team. I started working with her. And it started doing really, really well at that point. So I uh, started investing some money into commercial grade laser engravers, different machinery. Uh, I then signed with the Chargers, ended up getting hurt about six months later, came back and started doing that with her full time out of our house. We have kind of a cool story together about your wife's business. Remember the um, one of my uh, partner's wife promoted one of your knives or something? Oh, yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. So shout out to Ashley Paddock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, it's incredible. A lot of people have bought from her and had no clue. Yeah. Uh, so ended up growing it to one of the biggest Etsy shops um, and online store and did that for about five years with my wife. So I was sitting there cranking out wedding gifts. Uh, <laughs> never thought I would. It finally got to the point where an ex-teammate of mine about five years in was like, hey, Chris, what are you doing now? And um, I didn't really know how to answer it. I didn't really want to tell him what I was doing. Yeah, uh, really wasn't me. I didn't want to be like, hey, I, I love making bridesmaid gifts. Like, <laughs> so much fun. Uh, Ooh, so, so Dallas kinda, Cowboy. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, kind of realized, um, you know, this isn't my passion. This isn't what I want to, you know, be known for the rest of my life. Um, you know, I love sports. I love fitness. Mm -hmm. I love health. 
uh, you know, how can I get into that? So right around that same time is when I thought of the idea for the ice shaker. Mm -hmm. I was here in Dallas, super hot out, grabbed a plastic shaker bottle, went to the gym, was sweating, took a sip of it, it was warm. I'm like, this is one of those ideas where you're like, it's a good idea, but I'm gonna go home and there's gonna be 10 other people already doing this. Yes. And I went home, jumped on Amazon. I'm like, insulated shaker bottle. I wanna blend up powders, nothing. You know, Google nothing. And yeah. so at that point, I was like, I'm gonna make the best bottle I can for myself is really what it was. You know what? I'm so glad you said that because I wanna share something with you just real quick about my entrepreneurial, I hate that word, journey. Um, because I am a big journal junkie, okay? And I like had four or five different journals for every area of my life. And I wanted to find a journal that just had it all in one. And so I went out to the market and I couldn't find it. Like you said, I figured surely somebody's done this and it wasn't out there. And so when I tell people, so it's just, I should have it in three weeks to sell. Like we're done with that part of the journey. And it was, um, when people ask me about it, I'm like, this is the journal I wanted for me. And that's what your shaker is. 100%. So you have it coming? The journal's coming? It is at the printers as we wow, speak. Okay. I should have it in three weeks. Okay. I'm so like excited. That's, that, that was a very exciting port, part of it. And then when it actually showed up, everything changed, for me at least. How come? I just didn't have an actual business plan, marketing plan, game mm. plan. Uh, I thought it would be easy. I, I thought it was kind of like, hey, I'll do a couple social media posts and course it's going to explode because it's the greatest product in the world at least to me and it's it was. you and so i did we probably sold a couple bottles that first week and at that point it was like hey um what do i do now i have ten thousand bottles sitting in the upstairs of my house uh <laughs> my wife's not too happy about it uh how do i sell these so it just became you know an all-out frenzy of what can i do to move these bottles how can i make noise how can i get reviews calling every friend every family member mm -hmm. asking them to buy one asking them to leave a review they couldn't afford it, they couldn't buy it, Venmo them the money, just whatever it took to get some kind of content, some kind of reviews. Uh, started doing shows, local shows, just getting the product, handing it to people, uh, really trying to do whatever I could to, to make any kind of noise. Well, and you know, and that's how I ended up with my ice shaker was because you went on Trevor's show and he ended up getting his um, logo put on it. Yep. And then he gifted it to like, I mean, Trey, our producer just held his up just a second ago. He, he has his with him constantly. And, um, you know, and I use mine all the time, especially I love, for some reason, I love to do my protein shakes in them. It just, it's the perfect amount. It just fits perfectly. So I think that's so cool. I want to go back real quick to your family because we were talking about this at lunch today and it's pretty incredible. So tell me a, just, a little bit about your brothers because y'all are kind of an iconic family. For sure, yeah. So five brothers um, from Buffalo, New York. Uh, four out of five of us played in the NFL. The oldest brother, I, he was too scared to play football, so he played baseball. Does he know you say that? Every time. And, <laughs> and, and he always says, like, if I did, I would have been there, right? So um, he was just smaller. He got to, to, got to college, drank way too much beer and gained a lot of weight and mm. grew. He, he claims he grew from drinking some brewskis, I guess. Like, that's his theory. So... Uh, he got a lot bigger though, and he got to the size of a, a you know, a tight end or, you know, football player at that point. But uh, he went the baseball route instead. He got drafted. Uh, was in the Angels organization. So, oldest brother never played. The next four all played in the NFL at some capacity. That is insane. That's like the jackpot of genes. It's pretty good. Um, I mean, with that, there's a lot of things that come with actually making it to that level. Um, you know, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is 
it's not always the most talented. It's the guys that have to make it through college. Uh, first, actually, high school, kind of going back to my original story. Mm -hmm. The reason I got that first scholarship was because these guys couldn't pass the SAT or they didn't have the GPA gotcha. or, um, or they actually dropped out of college. So first, you got to get through high school. Then you got to get through college. And in football, you actually have to pass grades. It's not basketball where you can go to one year and leave. Uh, you have to actually be there for three years. So a lot of guys then fell out there. And then a lot of it's really, it's injury, you know, mm -hmm. taking care of yourself. And uh, fortunately for us, like there was nothing that really took us out to the point where we couldn't play anymore. Uh, so that ends a lot of careers as well. And eventually ended mine, pretty much ends everyone. So um, those factors, plus just, you know, being raised the right way to really earn everything you have. I think mm -hmm. um, that mentality of just, you, know, you, you better put the work in if you want the results, I think got us to that next level. And then of course, you have to have some kind of height and talent along with that as well. So I love what you just said about, you know, having that mentality and being brought up right. How much of that do you think plays into your role as an entrepreneur today? Uh, it's almost all of it is yeah. really what it comes down to. Um, sports and being a business owner are very similar. Uh, you know, it's that wake up early, it's that grind, it's whatever you put in, you're gonna get back out. And it's also teamwork really at the end of the mm. day. So uh, took me a while to realize how similar it truly was, but an NFL team is very similar to a corporation. You know, you have a head coach, you have assistant coaches, you have players, they all do different jobs, they all know their roles, and it's the same thing with business. You know, you can't be all of them all at once, and that's what I tried to do at the beginning, and I really had to step back and just say, hey, what is my true role? And it's really, it's the head coach. You know, then I have assistants, then I have players, and everyone knows their roles. When everyone knows their roles and they know how to win together, that's when you really start scaling up and building a business the right way. You know, I think that is so true. Where were you like a year ago when I needed that advice? I needed that my own <laughs> advice like four years ago, that's for sure. One of the things that we're doing, so the journal is the platform for all the things that are gonna come next. And I was sitting there trying to be the marketer, trying to do this and trying to do all this. And I finally, and even with Success More Dallas, you know, leading that charge and finally, I'm realizing it's okay to step back and let other people shine in their genius zones where that's marketing, not my genius zone at all. But there are people that out there that it is. They love it. And let them do it. So I have really gotten to the point where if it's not something that I enjoy doing and that I can do quickly, I don't do it. I outsource. Do you kind of feel the same? Absolutely. I mean, I was terrible at delegating. Uh, absolutely terrible. The pandemic kind of forced me to do it. Uh, pandemic plus four kids uh, <laughs> will make you delegate. And a turtle. You keep forgetting and that a poor turtle. turtle. We got the turtle recently. <laughs> uh, but it, it forced me to delegate at that point. I was someone that was so competitive. I thought I could do it all myself. I tried to do it all myself. I would do it all myself. Yes. Until we got to the point where we got so big that I couldn't do it all myself. So uh, at that point, I had to actually delegate. And once I did, the amazing part about it was that the response from my employees was, thank you. Like, that's what you yes. brought me in to do. I'm, I'm, I want to be a part of the team. I want to take on that task. I want that responsibility. And when I was looking at it at first, it felt like I was forcing them to do something that I could already do myself. Uh, so when I finally did it and I got that response and that feedback, it was a great feeling. And it really made me realize that this is a team and that's what they're here for is to be a player or be a teammate and really help this thing grow. And, and I love that when you get the right people in the right seats, Yep. on the bus that makes such a huge difference too and you know and i think once i started 
realizing I was in the wrong seat a lot of times. It, just like you just said, everybody else just kind of rose to the top. It just, it's beautiful how you can scale when, when you have the team, the right team in place. So I think that's beautiful. Um, so what is another one of the biggest challenges you feel like you had in creating the ice shaker and that many people probably wouldn't think about yeah. on their, when they begin their journey? A lot. I mean, I would say hiring is very difficult uh, if you're not. You need me. Yeah, hiring hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, I would highly recommend it. But with that too, also have the procedures and processes in place for someone uh, when you bring them in because that was a huge mistake as well. Yo, know, I almost just kind of assumed that hey, they pick it up or they watch me do it. I don't need to write out manuals or yes. have this stuff in place. So huge mistake by me. Um, setting expectations early on was a big mistake as well. You know, I didn't have. The expectations written out i mean the whole job responsibility so all that stuff i mean that's a lot of stuff that you don't even think about until you're you're forced to to do it at that point so i struggled with that early on um i would say just motivation and, and culture in the company was a struggle at first um finally reached back out to my dad who'd been trying to help me along the whole time who's been running a business for 30 plus years and i asked him you know, how do you keep your employees motivated and for him it was always some kind of team goal or team commission uh, that really helped drive the, his company. So uh, we went back and found a way to do that ourselves. You know, find a way to commission someone or a pot or something for every single employee that's then held responsible by a team. You know, mm. not just an individual commission. Even if it's a sales team, hey, you have a you have an individual goal, but you also have team goals with all the other sales guys as well. And if you hit that goal. It's a bonus on top of everything else you get, but only if the whole team hits it. So um, really what it did was it, it, it took me from having to kind of be uh, somebody that's bringing people in the office every month and disciplining them and telling them to you know, step up their game to, hey, I don't have to say anything anymore. Your teammates are saying it yep. because they're holding you accountable because they want that bonus or they want that pot. And if you're the only one not hitting it, they're going to let you know because it's affecting them as well. So. Uh, kind of just like a football team, you know, if, if I don't know what I'm doing as the fullback, the lead blocker, and my guy makes the tackle, it hurts everyone else. And I wanted to set up that same exact type of pressure and, and type of environment because I know it was very effective for me. That is so amazing. And it just reminds me, so obviously we sit on a sales team too, and um, we would have call days, you know, where you're supposed to pound out the calls yep. and um, we would, the thing was, is that you would have your individual goal, just like you just said, but then you didn't get it unless everybody on the team hit that goal. Yeah. And I mean, you'd have people looking at the call reports at three o'clock going, you better get on it, you know, and, and holding everybody accountable. So I think that's a great way to do it. So I'm super curious. Now you went on the Shark Tank. Oh yeah. And I know you talked to Mark Cuban quite a bit now because of that, but I think I remember you telling me that what we see on TV is just a little bitty glimpse of what really goes on. So what was your biggest challenge on the Shark Tank? For sure. So yeah, you're going to go in there and um, you're going to record you know, 50 minutes over an hour and they're going to take the best eight minutes. They're going to edit it down. They're going to make a show out of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, this is real money that Mark and you know, Alex Rodriguez for us were putting into the company. And with that, I, I tell people all the time, it's also time. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's probably more valuable than, than the money that they're putting in. But the due diligence that they have to do, 
uh, to really actually invest in the company is months, you know, months of time. Did they do that before the show? Uh, so the show does a pretty good job of, of kind of vetting you out, you know, making sure that, you know, you are who you kind of say you are and there's nothing that's going to hold um, you back. But after that, they then come in and whatever you present on the show, they have to verify as well. Okay. Uh, so if I want to go on there and say, you know, we sold millions of dollars, you know, they're going to make sure that we really did uh, and make sure that the numbers and the margins and the profit, all that stuff is actually okay. correct. So it takes a month to do that. They're going to dig in deep. Uh, so a lot of time and effort goes into that. Uh, the show itself, you know, they asked me everything you could possibly think of. You know, what did I do in high school for a job? What did I do in college? How did I have money uh, in college? What I do right after? Like they, they really wanted to know everything about me, and they, they kind of did by the end of it. Um, and then they really found out I was really good at flip cup too. Uh, when we beat them in that and chest bumps, they really liked the fact that we can do a good chest bump as well. So <laughs> I think those two things helped out a little bit. But um, overall, the show is amazing. Um, the exposure level, especially early on, we're six months into the company. Uh, you can't get that any other way. Yeah. You can't get that proof of concept. When all five sharks offered, it's kind of like, hey, everyone at home, like this is pretty cool. You should probably go check it out. So uh, that was massive. You know, that day, that week, that year, the follow up the next year, we got the one year update, and now the reruns every couple of months. It's just yeah. the gift that keeps on giving. So uh, definitely an amazing experience, and I, I would highly recommend it for for anyone that is in a place to go on the show. That's so interesting. I talked to another gentleman that also got funding from, and I think he got funding from all the judges too, but he mentioned the reruns too. He's like, oh, I can always tell when the, the show airs again because my sales go like this. Yeah. You'll, I mean, our site, 5,000 views on it and wow. the sales will shoot up and you're like, but I don't think we sent an email blast out today, did we? Like, <laughs> what, what just happened? What and makes your eye shaker so different? Why is it so good? Yeah. We were just at a show at GNC and it was such a great feeling because we had multiple companies coming up to us uh, just telling us like, hey guys, like you guys have the best product on the market by far. Uh, so cool feeling, just got back from that and I'm like, yeah, we're kind of there. It's actually the fourth time we've remade the bottle. Oh and wow. The show was very basic. It was literally an insulated cup with a shaker top on it. Uh, since then we added a handle, we added a patented twist and agitator that breaks up powders. We added a silicone base on it. We added measurement markings inside of it. Uh, the pop top has a little finger guard on it. It snaps back so it stays uh, back so it doesn't like fall and hit you in the face when you oh, drink nice. it. Oh, like nice. So is so this the new top? New top, new bottle, new silicone base on it. Uh, so with that. I'm going to have to get a new one then. Yeah, yeah, the new one. <laughs> that's how you do it. Uh, I mean, I use it all day, every day. So any little thing that I didn't like about it, I wanted to fix. And that's what we did. But um, Bottles third-party tested to hold ice for over 30 hours. Wow. Uh, vacuum insulated, it's not gonna sweat, no condensation. A lot of colors. Uh, we always are coming out with new stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So new colors, patterns, new partnerships as well. And then um, we can personalize, which is a huge factor as well that helps us sell a lot of product. So people that have something like a golf event, they wanna put a logo on it. Uh, we can do that, we do it quickly. I took everything I learned from my wife's business with customization and we put it into ice shaker. So we turn them within three to five business days. Oh, that's uh, awesome. That's good to know because I'll probably wait till last minute to do and, the success more Dallas ones. <laughs> and everyone does. So uh, when we do that and we quote people, they're like, wait, you can, I can order on a Monday and it might actually show up on a Friday. I'm like, yeah, actually, actually it might. That's so uh, pretty cool. And something that really just helps move a lot of volume. And, and I love that. And I do love it. Now I didn't get the, uh, 
the handle on my lid. Yeah, so, so I think I have one of the original ones. You might, or we have, so we now have over 12 different types of bottles as well. Okay. Uh, so some of them are geared more towards coffee, uh, more of a tumbler lid on them. Some of them have a built-in straw. We call it our sports bottle. So more geared towards youth sports and for my kids. And um, then we have the shaker bottle. So shaker bottle has a handle, has the agitator, break up powders. Uh, and the pop top on it so gotcha i love that every, everything from a one gallon jug now down to uh we just released a, a 12 ounce we call it a campanion that will hold a skinny can like an energy drink or oh, like okay. truly stuff like that neat so i mean every time i talk to you you're so down to earth you're so approachable and i'm just i'm curious how do you how do you keep your head from getting so big with all the success you've had uh i got some brothers that have had a lot more success than me so oh, <laughs> come on. uh i mean it's it's kind of just how we're raised uh, my dad's had a ton of success he's one of the largest fitness equipment distributors uh in the country and uh, you know, he'll still take the, the, the layover flight because it's free with points. Uh, so kind of just, we've always just been raised to, to, to be humble and, uh, you know, kind of just earn everything that we have. And that mentality just kind of sticks. Uh, good stories like, you know, in college, we probably had $50 a month to spend and, mm -hmm. um, we'd bring home our food. We, we try to steal protein shakes out of the, out of the gym. And then I went back for the spring game this year and my brother and I coached against each other in it. And those guys get everything now. Like they get like free shakes made for them. I used to have to go and like steal them when the equipment coach wasn't looking. They get free shoes, like all that kind of stuff. Now, now the game is give them as much as you can so that they stay. Um, and, and back when we were playing, we couldn't. But that whole mentality of you know bringing home food, um, you know leftovers, eating it the next day, like you know we were just doing whatever, and it kind of just stuck with us. Sounds like you had some pretty good parents. Good parents for sure. Um, didn't have a lot of money growing up. My mom would sew our socks together, sew uh, the knees of our, our sweatpants together back in the day. So uh, kind of just, we were scrappy back then. And uh, once my dad and my mom got money, like nothing really, really changed that much. Huh, they still stayed scrappy, huh? They still are to this day. That's so uh, just really, you learn the value of a dollar at that point. Okay. so. What's one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or maybe they are a beginning entrepreneur and they're struggling? What, what would you say to them? Oh, it's, it's a tough road. So it takes time. Everyone thinks it's going to be instant, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I heard a great piece of advice the other day and somebody asked um, Andy Frisella, he said he owns First Form, a big protein company. They said, what's the fastest way to grow the company? And he said, one person at a time. And they said, how is that the fastest way? And he said, hey, if you treat one person right, they tell one person, now you have two. Those two tell two people, now you have four. Those four tell four more, now you have eight, and it just multiplies mm. super fast. So uh, patience, patience, take care of people, uh, do it the right way. I always tell people right off the beginning, passion, like actually like what you're doing. Um, if I didn't love my idea and the knife shaker, the first 10,000 bottles, they were all defective. Those 10,000, Half of them had a lid on them that leaked. I couldn't tell the difference, so I actually had to hand twist off all 10,000 bottles oh, wow. after work every day and change every lid out, throw out 10,000 lids, replace them all. And at that point, I didn't need the money. At that point, it was just all passion. I, I, I loved the product, I loved the market, I wanted to be a part of it, so I just kept going at that point. That's interesting. All 10,000 lids, huh? It, I had massive forearms. <laughs> 
it, and I had to shake like like hundreds of bottles to see if they would leak too. So uh, I was looking pretty jacked back then. Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. It was, it was it was pretty impressive, but it was tough. But if you don't love what you're doing, you're gonna give up on it. If it's just for money, you're gonna give up on it. Exactly. I, I tell people all the time, especially because you know I coach a lot of people that are in career transition or even starting their careers. And you know, and like I said earlier, I was in accounting for almost 20 years. Could you imagine That's me in tough. accounting? No. No. I, I can't such, imagine myself either. So. so misaligned. And it's and I was never unhappy. I wasn't fulfilled. And now doing what I do, you know, connecting people, talking to people, helping people find the right job, you know. I, I absolutely love what I do. And because I love what I do, I never work a day in my life. For sure. Yeah. It sounds like I, you do the same. It's yeah. I mean, there's as an entrepreneur, there's going to be a lot of things that you don't expect to do. Uh, so those definitely come up and those days come up as well. But uh, you figure things out and you get to a place where uh, you do start doing everything that you love doing instead of everything you hate doing. So uh, <laughs> doing it the right way, building the right team, getting to that place uh, takes time. So there's a lot of tough tasks like changing yes. out the light bulbs in your, your new warehouse <laughs> while you're on a scissor lift. Uh, like shaking. That, was, that sounds like uh, fun, actually. Was then, that not fun? It was all right. I mean, I got some cool <laughs> videos of it and, uh, you know, mopping the entire floor as, uh, you know, always a good time before putting all the racks up ourselves. But um, like stuff like that, where you never thought you would do it. Uh, you do it. You love the journey. It's the stuff that you talk about and the good times that you had. But, um, you know, eventually you figure out how to put the right people in place so that you're not doing things that you know, the first time they're cool, the second time it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I lo I'm so excited that you're going to be speaking at Success North Dallas this year. And um, it's going to be great. We're probably going to have to limit registration because I know there's a lot of people that want to hear what you have okay. to say. I'm so ready for it. get ready. I'm ready. Okay. I've got a couple months. I'm yep. ready. So, all right. So I do want to ask you our VIP questions. This is the first time I've oh. ever asked a former football player these questions. I'm worried. You should be. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. So if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Oh. Yeah. And that's going to be really tough because you got five. You have four kids, right? Yeah, like can like family count as one? No, like one thing. Oh, so I can only choose like each kid or each. We about to find out who the favorites are. <laughs> I mean, I got it. If I'm the only person, I got to at least bring the wife. Like that's that's yeah. a gimme. So that's that's one. Uh, it could be things too. I mean, things like I got to bring my shaker. Like that's that's. Of course. That's, that's just a. I have to do it. I have no other choice. And then the <laughs> third thing, if I'm on Mars, I mean. Like I gotta bring like a lifetime supply of like protein powder or something like that because I gotta still like look jacked. <laughs> like, there's no way they got good food there, so no way. Yeah, so that's I'm, the first protein powder I've gotten. Like that's a good. I mean, two hundred and three shows, first one. Because it's like the ultimate. Like you could do anything with a protein shake. That's why I love it. That's, that's so, and, and you can get the calories in and survive. You can get the calories. You can get the right protein, the right amount of fat, the right amount of carbs, all in the right protein shake. So it's the perfect. It's a perfect food. meal. Yeah. yeah. It never fills me know. up though. Yeah, I don't know. You gotta get. I don't, Maybe I don't have the, have the perfect one. Yeah. So I gotta send you over some new shake recipes. Do yeah. do for real for real. Okay, so this is probably one of my favorite questions. Okay. What is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? Oh, that's, that's, for me, it's, it's pretty much every day I'm going to the gym. Uh, I kind of have a morning routine. So I'm, I'm waking up, 
I'm attacking like the first 30 minutes, the most important things that maybe the night before I just didn't have the juice left to do, but I know I have to get it done right away. So up early, fresh, crush it, go right to the gym after that, kind of think through my day, get all the stress out, and then I'm good. You know, if it's, if it's mentally or physically tough in the morning, mentally I'm fine for the rest of the day. So mm. I love getting that workout in first thing in the morning. And you just feel like you already accomplished something. So you're feeling good, you're just building on a win already, and then you're going in and attacking the day. Have you read the book, The Miracle Morning? I have not. It's a good one. That's okay. kind of where that question comes from. Nice. So, all right, my final question for you. If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? Ooh, that's, why are you bringing the heat tonight? <laughs> it's getting a little hot in here. Uh, I would say something like, um, like the grind doesn't stop, something like that. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of been um, the life story for me. And he shook it so, up. Yeah, I like it nice. <laughs> I like throwing the ice shaker plug in there. I like it. Uh, but yeah, for sure. I mean, that's always been uh, kind of my mentality. You know, never, I tell people all the time, like never was the best. You know, I didn't make it. I wasn't the best player. There's a lot of guys better than me, but I just kept putting the work in. And it got me to that place where I could compete. I could be out there and I could be a part of the team. So just don't stop, you know, just always, always keep putting the work and keep showing up. Consistency is huge. So that, that is so true. That's, that's wisdom right there. So how do people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Find me everywhere <laughs> um, man, at Chris Gronkowski. So every, every platform for the most part, uh, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, I uh, got it all. Uh, and then our website's iShaker.com. And what's your wife's? You need to give her a little plug. For sure, yeah. It's called Everything Decorated. So everythingdecorated.com and then um, Everything Decorated on Etsy as well. I love it. This has been so much fun. I'm so glad that we were able to work this out. We had a little scheduling yeah. snafu. Life happens, you know, but it worked out and I'm so glad it did. And I just, I am so excited for you to come speak at Success North Dallas. So I appreciate thank you it. for being here. Round two coming soon. Yeah. But I have one more thing to say to you. Oh, what else? You are a VIP. I appreciate that. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.